Open your Bibles, please, to the book of Proverbs, chapter 21. Your Schofield Reference Bible, page 687. We'll read just one verse. We'll turn to some other verses after that. We'll read the fourth verse of Proverbs, chapter 21. Somebody stand, please, and we'll read this verse and others. Let's read together. Ready? And high look and a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked is sin. Turn now to Isaiah chapter 64, page 768 in your Schofield Bible. We'll read verse 6. Isaiah 64, 6. Let's read that. Ready? But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Turn now to Romans, chapter 14, page 1208 in your Schofield Bible. We'll read the last verse, the 23rd verse of Romans 14. And let's read that. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for a place to come on Sunday evenings. There are a lot of churches who've had no services. There are a lot who do, who have little to offer. We're glad that when we come here that we can get something out of the service. Music is always wonderful. The preaching is always blessed of thy spirit, thy power. And we just can't go wrong coming to First Baptist Church. Thank you for the family feeling that we have here. Thank you also for the feeling of the power of thy spirit as we meet together. Bless us, we pray, as one. In Jesus' name, amen. Some of, <clears throat> some of you will say tonight, as you leave the service, that you learned a wonderful truth. Are you listening to me, please? Some of you, as you leave the service, will say that you learned a wonderful truth because you listened carefully and followed intently. Others of you will say that uh, you didn't quite follow what went on because you didn't choose to follow what went on. I'm going to need your mind tonight. I'm going to need you to follow me very, very carefully. I'm going to teach you something and preach something to you that is going to is going to enlighten you about two of the scriptures. The title of my message is The Plowing of the Wicked is Sin. The Plowing of the Wicked. Now I want to make it very plain what the word wicked means here. The word wicked does not just mean the unsaved man. It means any person who is not sold out to God. The plowing of a person 
not sold out to God is sin. I read my text without your turning to it. It says three things of sin. A high look, I understand that. Uh, that means a person that's, that's haughty and that looks down on people. Uh, that's sin. A proud heart, I means somebody who's self-satisfied and delights in his own merit. Uh, sin, I understand that. But then it says, the plowing of the wicked. Now what does that mean? It means the plowing of the wicked is sin. In the, Greek, in the Hebrew language, it means the plowing of the wicked is sin. That means a man who is not sold out to God goes and plows his field, he commits the sin. I'm sure some of you farmers would sure like to give your sins up tonight and not ever plow anymore. But now, here's, here's plowing. I've done it plowing. When I was a youngster, I used to go to the farm every summer. And I followed many a mule uh, down the furrow and uh, done a little plowing. Now, here's, here's a fellow who goes out and, and plants a crop, and he plows, of course, and then plants, and he, and, and to providing for his family. But he, it's sinful. The plowing of the wicked is sin. I want you to follow me very carefully. Our Heavenly Father, I need the attention of the people. Better still, they need to pay attention to get the truth that I plan to give them tonight. Give me alertness. I need your help to think quickly and speak articulately. May it be so tonight. Amen. There are three passages of Scripture that I avoided for years as a preacher, especially as a young preacher. One was <coughs> was was Isaiah 64, 6, that says, Our righteousness is like filthy rags. I, I couldn't understand that. Now, what does that mean? That means that, that our good deeds are like filthy rags. Uh, I couldn't understand that. And those filthy rags, uh, you've heard me say this many times, are the rags that were public rags. You take that, that just like we have public water fountains and public washrooms, they had public leper rags. And these rags were on post in public places. The leper whose body was running with corruption and pus would come, just like you'd have a, a little rag here on this post, and he'd come and he would wipe off the pus from his body with that, on that rag like that and leave that rag there. And the next leper would come and he would wipe the pus from his sores on that public rag. Our God says that our righteousness is like those filthy, pus-filled rags. Oh, wait a minute. He didn't say our sin's like that. It says our righteousness is like that. Now, I understand that for a long time. Tonight, I'm going to explain it to you, and some of you are going to learn something. Others of you are not going to listen, but if you listen, you learn something. Second verse that I had trouble with was Romans 14:23. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, that means anything that is not done depending upon God, it is sin. If you, if you cook a meal and don't depend upon God, it is sin. If you work and don't depend upon God, it is sin. If you drive a car and don't depend upon God, it is sin. If you teach a class in school and don't depend upon God, it is sin. 
you sing a solo in church and don't depend upon God of your sin. If you preach a sermon, don't depend upon God of your sin. You build a family and don't depend upon God of your sin. Bible said, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, that bothered me. I can understand whatsoever not of faith is not good. I can understand that. But to make it bad, looks like to me that, that if you did something that, that was a good, uh, we call some good deed, and, uh, but it was not done in faith, it's still, it's not a bad deed. But the Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, those two verses bothered me. And I'm sure many of you have thought about them and wondered. Uh, it, it, our righteousness, not our drinking is like filthy rags, but our refraining from drinking is like filthy rags. Not our cursing is like filthy rags, but our proper language is like filthy rags in the sight of God. Not our, 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 uh, uh, our immorality is like filthy rags, but our morality is like filthy rags. And that bothered me. I understand that. And then it bothered me when it said, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, this text tonight bothered me more than all of them put together. The plowing of the wicked is sin. Now, I want to say it again. I'm not talking about the unsaved. I'm talking about anybody who's living a life that's wicked. Let me explain what I mean. I mean, um, uh, if a person is outside the will of God, his plowing is sin. <clears throat> a person is not interested in serving God. His plowing is sin. Sunday morning Christians, their plowing is sin. Sunday night Christians that don't come back on Wednesday night. Uh-oh, their plowing is sin. Now understand that. It, didn't say that. it doesn't say their plowing is not good. It says it is bad. It is sin. When a person... Okay, it's natural for a person to flatter himself because he does good. The person outside the will of God, not interested in serving God, not faithful to church, living for his own desires, prides himself in the fact that he has some good. And ask anybody. They'll say, I do some good deeds. Oh, no, you don't. No, you either are sold out to God or you don't do any good deeds. For even the plowing of the wicked is sin. Uh, uh, let me, he, he prides himself on uh, the fact that he's good-natured. Or he may pride himself on the fact he, on occasion, visits a sick one. Or maybe he's honest. Or even does some of the things that God says we're to do and... Uh, and does not do some of the things that God says we're not to do. Now, my proposition tonight is this. It is impossible for such an one to do anything that is not a sin. Now, I'm gonna, I, I, I presented my proposition, and now I prove it. Let me say it again. It is possible. Those of you that are not sold out to God, those of you that are wicked, and that doesn't mean drunkenness and adultery and fornication and the queers and all that. It means that a person who does not desire and practice obeying God, the Bible says, even his plowing is sin. Now, we've learned, we've mentioned three things tonight by way of introduction. Number one, our righteousness is like filthy rags. Number two, we've learned that whatsoever is not done in faith is sin. And number three, we've learned that the plowing 
Now that would mean the planting of the of the wicked is sin. That would mean the 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 uh, going to work for the wicked is sin. Whatever a wicked man does is sin, and I'll prove it to you. But I sure do need your mind and careful attention as I do it. Let me explain. Now follow me carefully. From God I have my existence, and by the way, so do you. And that means you owe him more than a piddling little coming to church on Sunday and giving a dollar or two in the collection plate and watching the dirty programs on television and listening to rock music. That means you owe God more than that. I'm not kidding either. Laugh if you want to. I'm not kidding about this. I'm saying, from God I have my existence. From nothingness he brought me into being. In him I live and have my being. I live on his earth. I breathe his air, I eat his food, I drink his water, he gave his son for me on the cross, Jesus died and suffered my hell in my place on the cross, because he did, I'm going to heaven forever, and I'm not ever going to suffer the pangs of a devil's hell. Now, because of that, I, get this now, I am obligated to him. My obligation is not to earn my salvation. My obligation is to show my gratitude for my salvation. And I'll say what I've said before. I dare you to show me a place in the Bible where God says, Seek ye second the kingdom of God. I dare you to show me a place in the Bible where God says, I want most of your life. We sing all to Jesus I surrender, and well we should. We say, Jesus, I my cross have taken all to leave and follow thee, and well we should. But ladies and gentlemen, when I survey the wondrous cross on which the King of Glory died, my riches gain, I count the loss and pour contempt on all my pride. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were present far too small. You hear these lines? Love, so amazing, though so divine, demands my life, my soul, and my all. That means every child of God ought to look like a fanatic to this heathen world. That means every child of God ought to look like he's sort of sold out and fanatical to an unsaved heathen world. Why? It was God that gave you life. It was God that gave you being. It was God that brought you into existence from nothing. It was God that gave his son to die on the cross. It was Jesus who died for you on the cross. It was Jesus that suffered your hell and dipped his own soul in the torments of hell. It was Jesus that paid your price. It is Jesus that's preparing a home in heaven for you. And you show me anywhere that gratitude for that should be anything less than total surrender to God. So I'm obligated to it. Now, Henry Catholic. So he, now this doesn't follow me, so he gives me commandments. Don't leave me. He gives me commandments. I obey some of those commandments, but I don't obey all. Listen to me now. Listen to me. I obey some of those commandments, but I don't obey all of those commandments. I choose to obey some because I think they're right. I choose not to obey others because I think they're not right. Mr. Clinton, God bless his wicked soul. Mr. Clinton said he does not believe that the Southern Baptists were right when they said the woman should submit herself to her husband. For one time, the Southern Baptists are exactly right. A woman should submit herself to her husband. 
But Mr. Clinton said he doesn't believe that. Well, Mr. Clinton then can take part of the Bible. He doesn't believe and cut it out. But now, listen, it's just not Mr. Clinton that does that. It's some of you folks right here tonight. Let me say it again now. I, he gives me commandments. I'm laying line upon line, precept upon precept. He gives me commandments. I obey some, but not all. I choose to obey some because I think they're right or because I feel good in obeying them. And some I don't agree with. I do not do all of them because I am obeying God or I would obey them all. Say it again. The ones that I obey, I do not obey because God commanded me to do it or I would obey all of them. I choose the ones I obey, and there are hundreds of people in this room tonight who do that. I choose the ones I obey. Now, if I choose the ones I obey, I'm not doing them because I'm obeying God. If I'm obeying God, I'd obey all of them. So I'm obeying my discernment over which one I should do. Which means even when I do good, are you listening? Even when I do good, I'm disobeying God. I'm obeying me and not God. Let me say what I mean. A student comes to Howells Anderson College. Brother Club mentioned tonight, his freshman year. And uh, he's fired because I found out some things I didn't know. And also he's just built from college. I wanted to agree back. But anyway, he said his freshman year, you come to Howells Anderson College, and there's some rules you don't agree with. And of course, every freshman is smarter than Dr. Evans is. And every freshman has more discernment than Brother Howells does. Of course, I'm 71 years old, started the college, and in Chancellor College for 27 years, and Dr. Evans been president for 27 years, but you little, you, you shave with your tweezers. And yet, you know more than we do. I said again, that little finger's got more brains than you freshmen have in your head. Now, you listen to me. So this little freshman comes to Howells Anderson College, or maybe he's a senior. And he says, I don't agree with this rule. So he does not obey that rule. I agree with this one, so he does obey that one. He's not obeying the college, he's obeying himself. So even when he does the thing that he should do, he is still disobedient to the command of the college and obedient to his own command. He's saying, I know what I ought to do, I'll obey myself. And even in doing good, his motive is bad, and his purpose is bad, and he's sinning even when he does good. So I am not doing them because they're pleasing to God, but because they're pleasing to me. I am not doing them because they're prohibited by God, but because I think I should do them. And until, hear me carefully, until... I take all of this book and say, I may not obey all of it, but I will try to obey all of it. Then anything I do in obeying this book is sin. Are you following me? Because I am not obeying God. You can do what God said and be disobedient if you're doing it because you think it's best. But if you're doing it because God thinks it's best, then you'll also obey God in those commandments that you don't agree with. So... He said, plowing is sin. My good deeds are sin if I do them because I decide which ones I'll obey. Are you as dumb as you look tonight? Now listen carefully to me. 
God said, plowing is sin. I'm telling you why He said plowing is sin. If you plow because you think you should plow, and not because God said you should plow, then you're not obeying God, and you're disobedient to God while you're doing what God said to do. Now that means you cannot be halfway obedient to God. You are either totally obedient to God, or you are not obedient to God. And the Bible said, when you do not obey God because God says it. Now look, that's what obedience is all about. A parent says, son, you do this and so. But I don't do that and so. I don't do this and so. And the son obeys, then that son is obedient, not because he agrees with it, but because he's commanded to do it. And every single child in this room tonight ought to obey your mom and dad because they say do it. And every single student in Howells Anderson College ought to obey every rule in Howells Anderson College because it is a rule made by folks that know more than you know. And every student in Hammond Baptist High School, and Hammond Baptist Grade School, and Hammond Baptist Junior High School, and City Baptist High School, and City Baptist Grade School ought to obey every rule of school, not because you th- the ones you think are good, but every one of them. If you think they're good, or you think they're bad, you're supposed to obey them because authority has made them and told you to obey them. So, if I obey a part of God's commands, I am choosing to obey what I think I should obey. So I'm going. I'm obeying my own discernment. I'm not obeying God. Now that means my plowing is sin. My good deeds are sin. My kindness is sin. My care for the sick is sin. Now you listen to me. You listen carefully. This kind of Christianity that gets ready and goes to church, on, goes to Mass on Sunday morning, and takes it like a dose of castor oil, and goes back home, and disregards God, does not even regard what God says about how you're supposed to dress, does not regard what God said about how, what you're supposed to sing, does not regard what God says about, about what you're supposed, how you're supposed to live, I'm saying that kind of Christianity, there's not a single thing that person can do that's not sinful. Because he's disobedient to God. Now, he may do things that God has told him to do, but he doesn't do them because God told him to. Are you listening? This kind of Christianity comes and pays homage to God on a Sunday morning, drops a few dollars in the collection plate, goes out the ball game on Sunday afternoon, doesn't go to church on Sunday night, Maybe the church doesn't have church on Sunday night. I want to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, everything that preacher does is sin. I'm, if that preacher gives the poor, that's sin, because he's giving the poor because he thinks he should, not because God said do it. God's commandments are a package. Sometimes you read the 119th Psalm, and, and it says, My judgments, total. My commandments, total. God's orders are not for you to choose which ones you obey. Now you listen to me. You say, well, I don't believe, I don't believe in tithing, okay? Then you cannot do anything that's not sinful because you only obey the things that you agree with. Ladies and gentlemen, there's an omniscient God who knows all, who's the creator of the universe, and He knows more than you know. If He says it, you don't believe it, go ahead and do it anyway. 
But if you don't do it, Christ don't see that, Mr. Clinton said. Let me make it uh, plain here. There's not one single thing Mr. Clinton can do that's not a sin. And a heap of things he does, it's obvious they're sins. Somebody said, Mr. Clinton, why he's jealous of Ted Kennedy. Because Ted Kennedy has a dead girlfriend. Somebody else has said, maybe Mr. Clinton should take his girlfriend and drive across that bridge at Chappaquiddick. I said, take a bus. Now you listen to me. When Mr. Carter said it, listen to me, young people, I'm preaching to you. Mr. Carter said it. Mr. Clinton said it. Or if you say it. I said if you say it. There's some things in the Bible I just don't agree with. And that means that the only things that you obey are what you do agree with, which means you are obeying your own discernment and not the Creator's discernment. And even when you obey or do what God says to do, you're not doing it in obedience, which means you're doing it in disobedience. You're obeying yourself and not God. I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, a God that gave you life and breath to breathe and food to eat and water to drink and air to breathe, that God deserves all of you. So, that means that if I choose what I obey, as a student of Hiles Henderson College, I'm, I'm then obeying what I choose and not the administration. Here's a son who rebels against his father. Now, follow me carefully. Rebels against it. By the way, let me say this very plainly. I said, like I've said so often, I don't know a dirtier, more rotten human piece of flesh and a son or a daughter that rebel against mom and dad. I don't know one. But here's a son that rebels against his parents. He refuses obedience to a parental authority. He is guilty of the basest of ingratitude. He decides, get this now, he decides which of the father's rules to obey. The father says, son, you can't drink alcoholic beverage. Son, you cannot smoke. Son, you've got to be in by 11 o'clock. And by the way, that's, that's late enough for anybody to get in from a date. Son, you, got, you can't drink, you can't smoke. You've you got to be in by 11 o'clock. Now, hear me carefully. The boy says, I, I agree with Dad, I shouldn't drink, so I won't. I agree with Dad, I shouldn't smoke, so I won't. I don't agree with Dad about what time I should be in. Now, whether you agree or not, you should cut your carcass in by 11 o'clock at night. Why? Because your dad knows more than you know. He knows what he used to do at 1130. Don't laugh, son. Did you hold hands before you got married? Uh -oh. <laughs> Let's go down the line here. Now, let me get to this one right here. So the son says, Dad says don't drink, I won't drink, because I believe that's right. 
Dad says, don't smoke. I won't smoke because I believe that's right. But Dad says, be in by 11 o'clock. And I don't agree with that, so I won't come in by 11 o'clock. That means that even if you're not smoking is sin, and you're not drinking is sin, because you're not doing it in obedience to your dad. You're doing it because you made the decision, which means you're actually, in not smoking, disobeying your dad. Oh, that's good. Even his obedience is rebellion against his father. And even his obedience is disobedience to his father. Because he himself is obeying his own wishes. Now listen. I, you know, as you know, I, I mention this quite often because I'm so righteous. But I try to keep the speed limit. So does he. Now wait a minute. If the government says... I can't kill anybody, so I don't kill anybody. The government says that I can't steal or rob from my neighbor, so I don't rob from my neighbor. But the government says that I'm supposed to go 35 miles an hour down, down Columbia Street and Holman Avenue, part of it, 30 miles apart. And I say, I, I don't agree with that, I'll go 45. Now listen carefully. Then I am not obeying the law. I am obeying my own discernment. Are you following me? That means I, myself, am disobeying the law. I'm rebelling against the law. I'm only choosing that part of the law which I obey. And that means even my obedience is sin. And that means you're going to the hospital to visit the sick is sin. And that means that you're helping the poor is sin. And that means that you're being nice is sin. And that means paying your debts is sin. If... You are not given to obeying all the commands of God or an effort to obey all the commands of God. Now, that my, now that son gives to charities. He said, I think Dad is a little bit wacky about a rule or two. Now, let me say it again. I want every, every child in this room to listen to me. You sorry Good for nothing, ungrateful punk. You listen to me. All you young people listen to me. You sat at your dad and mom's table for years. They have paid the house payment or house rent to keep you out of the cold. They've kept the rain off your head. They've kept the howling winds off your body. They've put the food that you've eaten in your body. Your mother's prepared it or your, and your dad's provided it. And they gave you life. And then you say, I know more than they do. No, you don't know more than they do. They know more than you know. That's why God comes along and God says, right in the middle of all the wicked sins, He puts disobedience to parents. God lists disobedience to parents right beside drunkenness or, or adultery, right beside being a queer. And some of you little old punk old teenage boys that make fun of the queers, that they ought to make fun of you because you are disobedient to your parents. Let me tell you something. We need an old-fashioned Holy Ghost revival of young people obeying their moms and dads again. Don't you tell me how many souls you won on Saturday morning. Don't you tell me you were the... I made straight A's in class. Don't you tell me how many Bible verses you memorized. If you are disobedient to your parents... And I don't mean obedience to all the rules you agree with. You 
are not right with God. And what you do that's good is sin. That's why he said, the plowing of the wicked is sin. The man that doesn't obey God, make a habit of obeying God, even his plowing is sin because he plowed, because, not because God said provide for your family, but because he's decided that was one of God's commandments that was given. The principle of disobedience is still there. He is not obeying his father, but his own instincts, which make his good sin. His good is like filthy rags in the sight of Almighty God. He is good in his own eyes. That's what they did in Judges. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Now, hear me carefully. That means that if something he thought was right coincided with something God thought was right, it was still sin because he did it because he thought it was right. That means if something that he thought was wrong coincided with something God thought was wrong, that means it was sin because he did it obeying himself and not obeying his God. When I decide what I obey, I'm not obeying God. When you decide what rules your parents make that you obey, even your obedience is sin. When you youngsters at Hammond Baptist High School, now, now listen carefully to me. Some of those teachers that you think are sort of dumb, they've forgotten more than you know. Well, it is not cool, man. Cool. You don't need cool. You need heat. But, listen carefully now. But if you are smarter than your teacher, you're still supposed to obey your teacher. If you are smarter, which is not the case in your case, if you are smarter than your principal, you're still supposed to obey the principal. That little girl up there, Cindy, our youngest daughter. Time and time again, I sat her down and told her how to behave in case there was a time when she was right and the teacher was wrong. Now, the only time that you're supposed to disobey any authority is if that authority goes against Almighty God's orders. My Bible says be, be, be subject to the higher powers. That means if your teacher tells you one thing and your mom and daddy say another thing, you obey your mom and daddy has a higher power. That means if God tells you one thing and your mom and daddy tell you another, obedience to God because that's a higher power. But you better be dead sure it's the command of God and you're obeying God. I'm trying to say tonight there are people all over this room who never drink, but you sin, they're not drinking. You never curse, but you sin, they're not cursing. You never smoke, but you sin for not smoking. Because you have chosen these things that God has commanded you to do or not to do that you agree with. And the very fact that you've chosen to do them because it's your idea means you're not doing it because it's God's idea, which means that you are disobedient to God and the same principle of disobedience is there and that means whatever you do is sin. So... My three texts. Your righteousness is like filthy rags. If you are not sold out 
to obedience to God. Now, that doesn't mean we always succeed, but it means we always try. So, whatever is not of faith is sin. So, the prowling of the wicked is sin. A man who says, I'll go out and plow and support my family. But I'll drink a martini when I have a break. He has decided not to obey God. He's decided to obey his own rules and own ethics and obey himself. And the purpose of his doing right is not obedience to God, which is disobedience to God, and even that which he does that is good. Is S I N sin. Now, what does that mean? I'm through. That means it's time you quit pushing, putting around, and decide to sell out to God. That's what it means. It means it's time you decided it. It's in the book. You read it. You, you, you try to obey it. Well, says the young lady, I don't agree with Deuteronomy 22 5. It says the woman shouldn't wear things pertaining to a man. I don't agree with that. Then everything you do is sinful. Because you're deciding what you agree with God on. Now, what you ought to do, if God said a woman shouldn't wear things pertaining to a man, it means get rid of your pants and get rid of your shorts and start wearing decent length skirts. Exactly what it means. That means the Bible says it's a shame for a man to have long hair. And he said, Jesus had long hair. Show me that in the Bible. The Holy Spirit of God would not say it's a shame for a man to have long hair and then let the Son of God himself have long, shaggy hair. Some queer drew a painting of Jesus and gave him hair like the queer has. And you're saying, I don't like your preaching. I don't give a flip, brother. I'm simply saying it's time that God's people took that book and said, I'm going to do everything I can to obey every command in that book. I don't care if I agree with it or not. It's time that young children said, I'm going to obey all that mom and dad tell me to do. I don't care if I agree or not. And I'm going to do it courteously and kindly. It's time the student said, I'm going to obey all that the teacher says and all the principal says. It's time that Howells Anderson College student said, I may not agree with all the rules, but somebody knows more than me made those rules. And by the way, it's time some of you parents said the same thing about Howells Anderson College. You say, I don't agree with all those rules you make out to college. Well, why don't you start one? Why don't you, like Dr. Evans has done, spend your lifetime in, in, in college education and training young people and learning what young folks ought to do and what ought not to do? Let me tell you parents something. When the Evans knows more about a college than you do. John Boyd knows more about a high school than you do. Every time you trot yourself up to the principal and get mad at him, blow your stack, you're teaching, listen to me, you're teaching your child that you only obey the rules you agree with. Now tonight, you are either disobedient in, obedient in all or disobedient in all. Or if you are not obedient in all or making an effort to be obedient in all, then you're not obeying the one who made the commands and the rules. You are choosing yourself which ones to obey. And in so doing, you yourself are becoming the final authority concerning what you do.
So you are obeying yourself, but you are disobedient to the God who wrote the book and to the authority that's over you. Would you bow your heads, please?